You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to these live devotionals. My name is Pastor Daniel Williams. It's the ministry of Redemption Church in Delray Beach, and I love that you are watching this or you're listening to this. Uh, one really cool thing about these live devotionals here on YouTube is we actually convert the audio into a podcast so you can actually hear these messages. I try to make them around 15 minutes. So on your way to work or whatever you may be doing for a day, a quick snippet to be into God's word, to study God's word together. So whether you're listening to this or you're watching, thank you so much for uh, supporting, for being interested in God's word and and letting me share and speak into your life today as we look to God's word together. Uh, these devotionals are something that where the Lord's teaching me, I want to teach you and be a faithful teacher of his word. And so I'm very happy that you're here. Please like, subscribe, share, hit the notifications, the bells, uh, give us a thumbs up wherever you're listening. Give us a review. It's awesome to be able to get God's word out to people that are hungry for his truth. And uh, we do have truth. We can go to God and we can know his will through his word uh, by the power of his spirit. It's pretty amazing, this opportunity that we have. And so whether you're listening in the summertime on a midweek study, or maybe it's archived later on, thanks so much for listening. And in fact, one cool thing about this podcast is uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to be doing them live on YouTube because I'm going to go on a summer trip big family vacation, celebrating 20 years with my beautiful bride and uh, spending time with my family. And so uh, on the audio podcast, you'll still get a weekly, um, a weekly review uh, or a weekly chance or opportunity to get God's word. And we'll still make sure we put the archives up for that. Uh, but for today, what we have right now on my heart is today, I want to talk to you uh, about signs of growth, signs of spiritual growth and answer this question. What are some signs of spiritual growth? Have you ever thought about that? Uh, I think if we know some signs or evidence or fruit of growth, we can actually pursue that. And um, I think wanting to grow in your relationship with Jesus and your faith with him um, is a good thing. And it's a biblical thing that we should be asking and pursuing. Uh, because if we know these signs, we could pray for them. We could pursue them. You know, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.22, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness. Pursue faith, love, peace, along with these things who call upon the name of the Lord from a pure heart. There are things as Christians, as followers of Jesus, that we should pursue. And so it's good to talk about what, how do you grow? What are some of the evidences? Because the choices that we make can either help or hinder our spiritual growth. And then we can either bear good fruit or bad fruit, depending on the decisions that we make. And man, I want you to make good decisions, it's decisions that please the Lord by faith, to trust him, to know him more. And of course, I think we all want good fruit. Uh, it's nice to have good consequences or rewards for your actions. Uh, but the question we have to ask is how? Uh, how do we take practical steps towards maturity? Uh, what are the signs or evidences of spiritual maturity in our lives? And that's what I want to talk to you uh, today about as we walk through a text in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 through 16, because this passage, it actually gives us um, a lot of practical steps and signs of spiritual growth that we can pursue in our lives together today. And so the first evidence is this, the first evidence of our spiritual growth uh, and steps that we can take to mature uh, is being connected to a local church connectivity, what I would give that word, being connected to a local church is so important for your maturity, for your growth. Uh, Ephesians four verse 11 through 12 says this, and he gave the apostles, 
the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints uh, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Why did he give these offices, pastors, leaders, elders, uh, these things? Well, to give the church, these people, these gifts, these offices for spiritual growth. Uh, being connected to a local church actually matters for your spiritual health. And Paul explains these elders, these leaders in the church help us grow with these different distinctives, the gift of prophetic ministry or the gift of evangelist, teacher, shepherd, apostolic. Um, being connected to a church and its leadership is actually a good thing for your spiritual growth. Why? Because members of a church, they grow by feeding the word of God, by ministering to one another. Remember, that is an important part of leaders role is to give us his truth, to equip us through God's word. Uh, when you are connected to a local group of believers, it forces you to grow. It forces you to grow. You, you have to practically love people because you're around people. You have to serve with them. You have to minister to them. Uh, you have to give, uh, you know, sacrificially love and time and attention. Uh, we get to give our tithes and offerings to a local church that feed us the word of God. Uh, you're able to pour into other people regularly and, and really people that know you and can point you to Jesus. And so there's a natural progression of growth when you're connected to other believers that actually know you. Uh, I was recently on a Zoom call with someone and I just noticed their demeanor was off. And so I, I gave him a call afterwards because I noticed, I knew him and I just, hey, man, I just noticed you were a little off. Can What's going on? Is everything okay? Can I pray for you? This is a part of a blessing of being a part of people that know you and can point you to Jesus. And Paul's saying, hey, these leaders, these church offices, they, they're actually here to equip you, to practice your faith, to equip you, to minister, and to help you minister to other people, a part of the body. Now, I know many Christians have lost hope in the local church. Uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy. They say there's a lot of sin. Of course there is. People are imperfect. We all grow together. And so we're all in our own sanctification process, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be connected to one another. Uh, there are going to be people. The Bible says that are more stronger and, and weaker. Those that are strong bear the burdens of those that are weak. And, and you know what? Those that will be weak will become strong and bear those people that are weak and burnt and strong. It's just, it's back and forth. It's, it's something that the enemy I think is used as a tactic to get us divided rather than united. Cause the, the enemy knows and the, and Christians should know that man there, the Lord commands a blessing when you walk in unity. Um, you know, one example of this, I think in, in war, which that's what we're in spiritual warfare. Uh, we're in a spiritual war right now. Um, and we do have an enemy, the adversary, the devil, uh, there is, the reality of sin and the mess of sin and the death and corruption of sin. But one of the tactics of the enemy in war is to separate a soldier from his platoon, uh, his company. The statistics say that if you separate from your platoon, your company, your, your band of brothers, you will get taken out and you will exponentially have a higher rate to die. I think the enemy knows this and he does this with Christians all the time. Uh, being a part of, of a group of sinners saved by grace is hard, but it is worth it. And it is life-giving and it is good for us. Uh, yeah, I tell people all the time, you could be a Christian alone, but you cannot be a mature disciple alone because you need to make disciples. You need to be around people. There are too many verses about the one another verses. Like we looked at last week, 
to just ignore. We need one another. We're better together, even if it's hard to be in fellowship. Listen, we need to know uh, that God has placed people in our lives to help us grow. Just like trials and suffering help us grow, so too the church, it could be hard, but it's a means of God's grace for us to grow. And God wants us connected to one another. Uh, Verse 13 tells us the second sort of evidence of spiritual growth is to be Christ-like, Christ-likeness. We're not just to be connected with one another, but be connected to Christ and pursue him. Uh, It says in verse 13, until we're to do the work of the ministry, until we obtain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, speaking of Jesus, to the mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of God. It's a mouthful, but let's not forget that Jesus is our standard. This is what it's saying. Yes, we're connected and have unity in the faith, but it's to the knowledge of the Son of God. He's the standard. The mature person is going to look more and more like Christ. The measuring stick is Jesus. We need to hear this because oftentimes when we're connected, our measuring stick becomes one another. Well, I'm better than that person or or I'm I'm not as bad as that person, but Jesus is our measuring stick. He is our standard. He's the one that we're trying to, to go after and pursue and to be like Jesus. Um, God wants us to be like Christ. He uses everything to conform us to the image of his son. And so maturity and the evidence of being mature is being like Christ. Uh, the word Christian literally means little Christ. Uh, this is where that word comes from. We're to grow into the mature manhood of being like Jesus. And this is a sign of growth. Again, It's a no brainer, but how often do we just compare ourselves to other people and think we're growing because we're better than that person? Our standard is Jesus. And the more that we hang out with Jesus and we pursue Jesus, spending time with Jesus, guess what? He influences us and it actually helps us grow. So man, if we know that being like Christ is important then we need to be spending time with Jesus in prayer, in fellowship and in his word. And this is why verse 14 says the third evidence is spiritual growth. Is just not being connected with one another, being connected with Jesus, and then knowing his word. Stability, connectivity, Christ-likeness, and stability. Verse 14, you're going to be like Jesus so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the ways and carried out by every wind of doctrine, by cunning and craftiness and deceitful things. He's saying, listen, you, you not only need to pursue and be like Jesus, but get to know him. Don't be like a children, mature and grow up. Don't be tossed to and fro, have an anchor to stable, stable you. Uh, and that's don't be tossed by every wind of doctrine. We are able to test doctrine by the truth of God's word. Part of spiritual growth is growing in our knowledge of Jesus and his word. Psalm 119.9, how can a young man keep his ways pure? By guarding it according to your word. The word of God gives us stability, gives us stability against many false doctrines that are out there, lies of the enemy that the warfare wages in our minds. We're renewed by God's word, trusting in God, understanding these things. But as we get to know God and his truth, he grounds us. It brings stability. First uh, John 4, 1, beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. 
This is why knowing the word of God builds our faith. It brings stability into our lives, which is good. This is why being part of connected to the body of Christ and the elders and local leadership to feed you God's word is good. This is why uh, applying God's word and being like Christ, the living word who shows us the true glory of God is something to pursue and go after. But it's not just about knowledge. It's about living that knowledge out. Uh, the fourth thing or evidence of growth is not just truth, but it's also love. It's also love in verse 15. We also need to grow not only in our knowledge, but in our truth. Uh, not, or not in just truth and knowledge, but in our love as well. So Paul says, rather, speaking truth in love, we are to grow up. Notice how this whole context is about our maturity, equipping the saints, growing up, maturing to manhood. These are evidences or signs. It says we're to grow up in every way into him, speaking of Jesus, who is the head into Christ. Again, he's our standard. You know, it's often said that knowledge puffs up. This is a biblical verse, a pattern. We can get very arrogant, very prideful, even as we as Christians pursue what is true, the word of God, uh, the inspired word of God in Aaron. It is truthful. We can bank on it, but yet we need more than just truth because Paul says you need to speak truth and love truth in love. This is why Paul says, speak truth in love. In all that we do, the Bible says that we need to do things in love. Isn't this the fruit of the spirit of abiding in Christ? Having the spirit of God inside of us, a maturity is the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, these things. And so this is why Paul in 1 Corinthians 1 through 3 says this, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am just a clanging symbol. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I have nothing. And if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Is truth important? Absolutely. But is truth and love more important? Absolutely. We don't just have truth to puff us up and to know a lot of stuff, but to blessed are those who apply what they know and to do it in a loving way. And so that's a evidence, a, a something you need to pursue, especially if you know a lot of Bible verses. Are you applying that? Are you walking it out in love? It's always an important reminder to love. It is the greatest commandment to love God and to love people. So that's a sign of maturity. Pursue that. Lastly, verse 16, a sign or evidence of spiritual growth and something we are to pursue is this idea of unity. Uh, the first one was being connected to one another, submissive to the leadership over you. But we also need to walk in unity, not just to be connected, but actually in a loving relationship, knowing God's word, being connected to Christ, knowing God's word and loving other people and unified. He says from verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is it equipped with each part is working properly, makes the body grow. Again, there's that word grow again so that it builds itself up in love. The, the body needs to be connected to not only be connected, but work together to participate. Unity doesn't mean uniformity, but it does mean you are walking it out and walking in love, walking your faith out with one another, practicing love with one another, being unified. This will actually help you spiritually grow. Remember, this is actually what Jesus prayed for us as Christians as he was going to the cross in John 17, something that we should be pursuing as Jesus prayed that we would walk out our faith and be one as the father and him are one. 
we are to be the body of Christ, meaning we have different gifts, different abilities, but we need one another to grow, to mature into the maturity of Christ. Uh, love unites us, but selfishness, it divides us. Uh, we truly are better together, and the Lord commands a blessing when we walk in unity. And so connectivity, Christ-likeness, stability from God's word, love, and unity, these are just some of the signs of spiritual growth, something you could be praying for, something that you could be pursuing. I, I'll be praying for you in these areas, and I pray that you would pursue them and ask God to help you get connected to a local church, to serve, to grow, to, to give generously your life, your finances to a group of local believers and build one another up. Not comparing one another, but being like Christ, for he is our standard, pursuing Jesus, knowing him, loving him, spending time in prayer and in fellowship and, and just pointing one another to be like Christ as the standard. And may you not only know Christ, the living word, but his written word inspired by the Holy Spirit, giving you stability as Jesus, the anchor of this, your soul, as you hide God's word in your heart and you study God's word. May you know him more through his presence and through the power of his word. And may you apply that through other people in this real life by loving people, loving even your enemies, not just being puffed up by pride and all that you know, but loving other people so much so that you are unified and the Lord commands a blessing in your life. And so I pray that's helpful. I'm praying that you spiritually grow. I know listening or watching these type of videos, uh, that that is a sign that you want and have a hunger and thirst for that. And my prayer for you is that hunger and thirst for God will continue on because as you, as you ask for him to fill you, he will fill you by his presence and he will give you good things. Those, those ask, taste and see the Lord is good. You will be able to experience him and you'll be able to grow in your faith. So keep it up. Don't give up. You don't labor in vain. These things are hard to do, but guess what? They will have great reward. Uh, thanks so much for spending this time with me. We'll catch you on the next video.